Welcome, everybody, to the second official episode of Rage Ring Radio. New format, new content, still online. More online than you'll ever be. I am Reptar, at Reptar Redacted on Twitter. Probably have a new handle soon. I don't last handles long. Here with my partner in crime and co-host, Cash, Cash Boy, Cashiest Boy, number one stunner, whatever you know him by. How you doing, Cash? I'm doing good. I'm psyched. The energy's flowing some. I'm ready for this fucking episode. Um, yeah, hopefully I don't get new handles soon, but hopefully we can keep our handles for a couple more months before Jack Dorsey decides to run us off them. Yeah, I mean, Jack Dorsey's a big a big fan of this podcast. Not a lot of people know, but he's actually, he, he listens, or he's going to be listening. He DM'd me. Um, anyway, so we've got a great list of things to talk to you people about tonight. The first thing, um, as a lot of you probably know, like, just being on crypto Twitter, you automatically, no matter what your politics are, you automatically get exposed to, like, right-wing Twitter, right? Or, I guess, political Twitter generally, but, like, the right-wingers are better at the internet than the lefties most of the time. Um, and people in, people in Twitter, whether they're, you know, small government anarchists or based epic statists like me... Um, I tend to lean right, so I feel like if you're on crypto Twitter, you you tend to see a lot of, like, righty, MAGA Twitter stuff. Um, and there's been a hot-button issue on right-wing online, with right-wing online people lately, and that is grifters. Um, and uh, one who's in the... who's in the talk recently is this Zhu lady. I didn't say I didn't say Zhu Z H U. Not not the J word you thought I said. Zhu lady. That's her last name. Um, what's her What's her first name? Cash. I don't remember. Uh, Kathy or Catherine uh, Zhu. Kathy. Kathy. At political Kathy on Twitter. Uh, at political Kathy. And she has been on the feed as of late. Yeah. So she calls herself an independent thinker and a political commentator. And she does a lot of uh, general, you know, politic type brand tweeting that a lot of other people do. But she's, she tries to convince people that you can be a Republican or a conservative because that's what she's... Yeah, conservative is what her word to be... Her, her word was conservative, to be fair. Which but makes then, it worse, what she said. Yeah, so she's trying to get people in it, even though I don't think she's really a conservative herself, but she she tries to convince people to become one or to recognize that they're secretly one by saying you can be almost anything. You can be things that are strictly against... The, the typical conservative uh, thoughts and ideals because of just believing in freedom and yeah. liberty and democ democracy. 
And the joke is that like none of those things that she talks about uh, besides those three points typically have to do, they're almost contradictory to conservatism and liberty and freedom is more of a libertarianism. Right. So the, the, the exact tweet was, was actually, I don't have it in front of me, but it was like some of the choice lines were like, uh, you can be pro you can be pro choice and still be conservative you can smoke weed and still be conservative you can go to edm raves and still be conservative anybody can be in favor of small government and liberty um and there were some other things in there as well like oh you can be not religious and be conservative which for the most part i agree with i'm not religious really and i consider myself a conservative but all these other things, it's like, you see this constantly, and it's, she's doing it to a greater extent, but you see the same thing with other right-wing grifters, like, best example I can think of is uh, Charlie Kirk, uh, the founder and CEO of Turning Point USA. Uh, you can also see it with Candace Owens, who also works for Turning Point USA. You can see it with R.C. Maxwell, who is the boomer's favorite based black guy in a MAGA hat. Um, this thing where they, they're taking the conservative movement and they so, so, so badly want their friends to, to be in it that they, they just move the goalposts so far that, well, actually, everyone's a conservative. Actually, you're already a conservative. So you're on my side, which, which isn't the case. Um, I, like, I, I, I don't think, and this is a greater misconception for me than people who aren't grifters, who, there's a lot of people who seem to think, yeah, conservative just means pros, like, small government and individual liberty, but really, individual liberty, when you get down to it, it, it that's a, li that's a liberal ideal, right? Like... It, conservatism, it's in the word conserve. It's about conserving tradition and the old ways, like, and principles. Yeah, exactly. Like, total individual autonomy isn't isn't conservative and you'll get these people who are like oh well i'm a classical liberal i'm a classical liberal i'm not like those progressive liberals i'm a class guess what you're still gay you're still gay because you don't understand that we need the state to come down hard on these degenerates anyway i'm getting off topic that's all right so let me read a direct quote from her Twitter. So one of the, she has, she's had multiple tweets like this that we're referencing, but uh, one of hers, uh, the most recent one, uh, four days ago, was that you don't have to be a Christian to be a conservative. You don't have to be pro-life to be a conservative. You don't have to hate weed to be a conservative. You don't have to be straight to be a conservative. You don't have to be traditional to be conservative. Now, if you look up the definition of what the word conservative means, on any dictionary let's let's look it up right now just for shits and giggles conservative definition 
So the conservative definition is holding to traditional attitudes and values <laughs> and cautious about change or innovation, typically in relation to politics or religion. So none of those things, almost none of those things that she's saying, like not being, um, not hating weed, and not being pro-life, none of these are have been true, and none of them are characteristic of the conservative movement. Now, I'm not making a case for conservatism. I'm just trying to point out, along with Reptar, who might, might be more so, that it's like complete, it's like lunacy. It's like she's trying to get in on this conservative movement and like bring people in, but she she's like, she knows so little about it that she's tweeting whatever she wants to get people in the door. Yeah. And that points at a bigger issue that they have that people, that, that society, because we live in a society has, uh, that it's all about the two party game and whatever team you're on. It's all about teams. It's not about policies. It's not about your ideas. It's not about your beliefs. It's what, what color is your weapon? What, you know, what gang you're in? It's yeah. all, it, it's it's a joke. So people like political Kathy. It the grifting meme is is incredible. You were saying something, man. Well, exactly. Like where, like I don't want to. I don't want to get into what conservatism is in like conservative politics. Everybody knows I'm. I lean right quite a bit. Cash not so much. But the point that we're trying to get at here is. There's a a trend of and like MAGA slash 2016 conservatism is just the latest in a long line that it's happened to, but there's there's people who have realized that particularly women by the way particularly women and minorities who have realized that if I just preach these sort of vaguely right of center things uh guilty feeling white republican voting boomers will send me money listen i know that i have a large minority audience so let me give you guys a tip if you're a, if, you, if you're a woman if you're not white if you're anything that makes you a little different from the status quo throw on a maga hat I don't, I don't care what your politics are. You might hate Donald Trump. Throw on a MAGA hat, start tweeting vague sort of right-wing platitudes. Old white people will send you money. They will send you money. I promise you. I promise they will send you money. No goofy. They'll give you money. Um, and I don't mean to say it's all minorities. Like Charlie Clark's a white guy. There's lots of these people who, you know, and I see it a lot because I was, you know, I was on 4chan poll and I was on a lot of these places like when Donald Trump didn't have a lot of support uh, early in the primaries when it was just like shitlord memers posting. Um, and there was this sort of grassroots internet meme movement um and that's sort of been almost astroturfed over with these people who are like yeah well you know what who cares you know what amazon should be allowed to fuck us in the ass as long as taxes are low you know what 
as long as no one's saying the N-word, it doesn't matter. Our taxes are low. As long as Jeff Bezos doesn't pay too much taxes. So, and it's, for, for our crypto listeners, these people like Kathy Shu, these people are like um, Charlie Kark, they're, they're the brekkies and the shill knives of the crypto movement. Any sort of niche community online has these people, right? These people who uh, are just appealing to the lowest common denominator of that niche. These people who are just like, yeah, that's what I think, and now I've got this person to agree with me. Um, and they're making killing off of it. I wish I could do it, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's the best form of fandom because your concert, your politic posting at boomers and they send you money. That's, that's the real uh, wealth transfer generationally. It's every single Zoomer and millennials should rise up and start political posting on Facebook and starting their own Patreon. And then at one point, all the wealth that the boomers amassed and that they took away from us, you know, all the values and all the, the wealth that they had and they, that they took away, all the opportunities that they had, they're going to replace it. We're going to replace it with the, our Patreon. They're going to give us Patreon money. And it's going to be the greatest fandom that society as a whole has ever achieved yeah, big time. Yeah. You know, and it's as well as like boomers, it's and you can tell, like these people they tailor their tweets for especially Charlie Clark. Oh, I hate that motherfucker. But especially Charlie Clark. You look at his tweets, he is tailoring them and this goes for the crypto grifters as well. He's tailoring them for people who are not online. Like, if you're online and you understand, like, the content creation economy, you understand what someone is doing when every tweet says, it's your girl, or it's your boy. You, like, you get that. You get that that's, like, a calculated tactic. But it's not there to work on you. It's there to work on these people, and, or, like, spacing out every line in your tweets. These are all subtle things to get at people who are not online and don't understand the art of the grift. Mm -hmm. The art of the grift. We should honestly write a book about it. It's, it's insane how much, um, how blatant it is too, because like you'll, you'll go down to your feed, right? And you'll see some influencer posts, you know, shoved into your feed. And you think, wow, that's, you know, really dumb. Like you read it and it's just like, it's like kind of low intelligence, like, you know, what's going on? And like these people have like hundreds or either tens of thousands of followers or hundreds of thousands of followers. And in political spaces, sometimes millions of thousands, uh, millions of followers, right? So the, the question is, if it's not for the average person, the average person is almost offended by it. And it's a joke for smarter people. Who are they appealing to? Who are they pandering? Who are they targeting as their target market for their brand and their content and their posting, right? Yeah. And it's just, it, it's disgusting. And I, we definitely have to deep dive <laughs> in it. I'm not sure if our 
we if we're gonna share clips about from the other recording but the thing is it's just the the influencer powerhouse is insane and it, it applies to so many different industries and the fact that like like zoo is like the perfect example because we were talking about grifters before just mm -hmm. you know tpusa being this massive base in politics and then you look at like the entirety of um crypto twitter like zoo is almost that like personified like almost to an ironic standpoint right like, it's like, a like it's almost parody and I, I i have a theory that it might be because it's so blatant and maybe she's just posting for retards because, hey, look, look at her account. She has, you know, 2,300 tweets and she has 161,500 followers on Twitter.com. Yeah. Kathy, that is 161,000 people. Think about how many people that is. You go into a sports right. stadium. How much is that? How, how big, if it's completely packed, does that feel? And they're reading this drivel yeah. day in, day out. It's, it's, it, it's insane. And it's just like. I saw some tweets from her, though, that she probably wouldn't want brought up after all this stuff. But, like, I think she might have, like, gotten offered some money or something recently, because I saw some tweets from her a few weeks ago where it was, like, bro, it was like, it was like pictures of, like, Mike Pence, and it was like, watch out, homos, zap, zap. Like, so... Like, she must have been paid off. She must be getting paid in some way to be, like, broadly appealing you know what i mean and that's not a defense of her i'm not trying to say oh she's secretly based but i'm just saying money talks you know what i mean and i don't know if we're gonna edit in parts of the old one but i feel like this bears repeating i said this in our practice run every single every single thing that happens online i've seen it time and time again you see these same sorts of people. Uh, I remember the first time I ever got really involved in, a, in like an online community was in the middle of Gamergate. I got really into Gamergate. Um, and I'm not going to go into the deep lore on Gamergate, but basically female journalists were trying to fuck with my fucking video games, and it was a big problem. And it started out as like some people online shit posting about this particular issue of like female journalists and female game developers having sex for good reviews um and it was this cool little thing and then it got bigger and bigger and soon you saw these people who they're not really contributing anything but they're they're selling gamergate t-shirts um and they're asking for donations to not say anything about Gamergate, but to cover drama between Gamergate pundits. Um, and you see, you saw that again in the MAGA movement. We see these people who were Rubio staffers and Ted Cruz staffers in 2015 suddenly being, make America great again. And honestly, we see it in crypto. We see it in crypto with these people who never really say anything substantive about Bitcoin or about anything else, but are trying to sell you their uh, giant Bitcoin B-shaped candles and, and their T-shirts and, and, and whatever else. And I'm not saying that I say anything substantive ever about anything, but I'm not trying to sell you anything except this podcast's Patreon when it eventually gets set up. When we open a Patreon, guys, you guys got to send all your Bitcoins so we can get that sweet, sweet microphone quality back up for uh, 
reptile. But yeah, it's um, insane. I was I was I was even doing a deeper dive on a crypto Twitter because like um, again, I'm not sure if we're gonna be doing re-editing of that first uh, the big recording we did, but um. There's there, there's, really there's, wants to be hard, just repeat it in case we. Yeah, can. yeah, I'll do that. So, um, I, I, I took a really deep dive uh, last. Uh, our second uh, test run was very successful. It was a very long recording, but we had a we had we went over so much. So one of the main uh, themes was that we were talking about influencers for a good portion of it, and uh, among that, we were talking about how there's tiers of influencers, right? So mm-hmm. you look at, you know, there's the first tier and it's like Wendio and she's posting it kind of like that Wendio Shill Gates tier where they're yeah. just posting Bitcoin. Yay. And then uh, Bitcoin go, go, go up and then retweet a chart from someone else or post a chart of your own. That's really bad, you know. So you can kind of tell it's it's kind of a weird brand. It's not like it's not like homegrown content, and maybe it is, but it's like really low IQ if it is, and you, you're not really sure. But then they they do promotional stuff, and it's probably not super big, but you know that's that's what happens. And then all these people work together, and they get this thing going. So I, I'd say that's like tier one. I'm not sure if there's another tier that time, and then uh, below that, but uh, tier two. Uh, I don't have a super specific uh, thing for this. I'm just going off the top of the head. But mm-hmm. the second tier would be like stronger promotional brands and uh, tweets that um, really get engagement. So just pure emoji capitalization, spacing, you know, working the visual acuity gang uh, into you know giving likes, giving retweets, giving engagement replies, all the top stuff. And uh, typically they go in cartels uh, of marketing. And you could see, you could apply that back to uh, Wendio because I know there's a massive group with that. I think it's around 30 people in there. I'm not too super sure. But uh, so you could, there's, there's different people. Um, yeah, I, I don't have the exact list right now. I, I, if we do use the last uh, recording, that will definitely uh, be in there. But uh, I talked about, I think it was who's the mid who's the mid influencer. Bracky, Bracky. I think Brett. Yeah. So let's say Bracky was the middle influencer. So 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 Bracky just tweets about how Bitcoin is amazing. All day, and it doesn't matter if Bitcoin's going up or going down. It's it's it doesn't it's nothing substantial. It's just Bitcoin go up, or Bitcoin meme, and it's not like good Bitcoin memes. It's not like ooh current events on Bitcoin. We currently had you know backed drop today, Van Eck dropped yesterday. We got all this fundamental things going on. It's not on that. It's like Bitcoin go hodl, stack sats. Uh, push the uh, you know, the Bitcoin go the go to the moon, and then Honestly, you know, you got him selling candles. Anybody who says stack sats, if you've ever used the phrase stack sats, you're going to jail when I'm in charge. Anybody who said stack sats, you are going to prison. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just no, 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 you see him doing the promotional stuff, but it's mostly just, you know, skeezing, skeezing around conferences. 
and giving like these stinky keynote speeches that no one really cares about. And the only people who are listening to these conferences are people who the basically the party promoters of these massive crypto conferences have, you know, suckered these people who are interested about Bitcoin and crypto, yeah. which is cool. Like I, I, I support people who want to get into it, but I don't support joining or paying a thousand dollars for a conference where you have like basically invalids talking at you for whatever span of time. Cause like Brecky is like, so he, he does a dinky keynote stuff. He sleezes around conferences and he does the key. So he does the keynotes and then he also does the, you know, general promotional tweets, but I think he's at a level thanks to the conference sleezing where he gets these offers to go that he doesn't need to focus on promotional tweets anymore. So I, I think he's moved up a tier from that, but he still does a uh, goofy marketing stuff. Like, you know, the big candle of the bee, like you talked about earlier and, you know, similar stuff hey, like that. I didn't like, name any names with the big <laughs> bee. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's true. But, you know, like all those, you know, dinky, no one, no one needs to buy, spend money on stuff that has a Bitcoin bee on it. Like if you, if you really believe in Bitcoin, right. And you believe it's going to be worth, let's say it's worth a million dollars someday. Like, I don't know if it's going to be a million dollars. I don't think it is. But if you think it's going to be a million dollars, what would the world be like when Bitcoin's at a million dollars? It's not going to be a happy world, right? Yeah, right. Like... It's not a happy world. It's not a utopia when Bitcoin's worth a million dollars. It's like, ooh, this is a commodity that's very, very expensive because everything else has gone to shit. And this is the last, you know, stable network mm -hmm. to rely upon as a store of value among chaos. Yeah. So, let's say, let's say you have... You're, let's say you're a big crypto influencer. You know, you know, top of the top of the tier. You have uh, 0.11 Bitcoin. So when Bitcoin hits a million dollars, you're gonna have 110 thousand dollars, right? And at that point, I mean, inflation. So this is uh, not adjusted for inflation. Inflation is gonna be much more. But like, yeah. so you have 110 of today's dollars when everyone is very poor. So what does that mean for you? That means you're gonna be a target. So, so what are you going to do? Are you going to walk around in public with uh, Bitcoin shirts on? Are you going to walk around in public with Bitcoin hats on? Big Bitcoin B candles in your house? Like, 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 let's imagine it. You're, you're, everyone's super poor. You know, everyone's like soup kitchen. The government has to bail everyone out. And you're walking, you're homeless. And you're just walking down the street. And you're looking into houses, right? Because you're not necessarily going to steal or anything. But, you know, you're just, yeah. you have nothing else to do. You have nothing better to do. And, you know, the, world's a fuck we live in a society and you look in one of the windows and against the window you have a a candle and that candle is in the shape of a bee a special bee the bitcoin bee like if i saw that i would break into that house and take all the bitcoin right if i right. if i was in that situation because who the fuck puts a bitcoin like it, it wasn't even a small candle though it was like you know, a candle the size of It was of giant. It was yeah. giant. It was a computer monitor sized Bitcoin B. It's just like, you know, it's, and... it's just a cell merge. It's not anything that anyone would use. It's not helpful. You know, wallet software, like hardware is helpful. Stuff like that's helpful. Like even books. I mean, I, I don't recommend every influencer now going out and writing books because it's, I'm sure they're going to do that now because, you know, Raging Radio is an insanely influential, influential um, thing. But, like, there, there's, no, there's no value in buying merch with a B on it. 
not even like yeah just for the flex it's just like it doesn't look good and then it makes you a target and you're gonna have your fingers cut off and then you go you know the treasure pin's gonna get beaten out of you it's like what, what was the point of that so no one who's selling merch actually cares about bitcoin or if they do they're they're trying to make bitcoin out of you yeah because they don't wear the merch if you run a merch store and you're not a complete grifter who doesn't care about the space at all, you're just trying to make Bitcoin from other people. You're not actually trying to make something that. Well, yeah. I mean, and I think you know, really, I think actually, I I, I disagree with you slightly there, but I think it's sort of my disagreement adds to the point that we're trying to make, which is sort of another sad aspect of grifters that we've got all these grifters <laughs> trying to sell merch. Um, and it sort of ruins the reputation for people who are out there not trying to act like some sort of pseudo-crypto Bitcoin intellectual and are just like, I've got these t-shirts and if you happen to want them, like, uh, a good Twitter, a good Twitter, this isn't a shill, but like a good Twitter yeah. friend of mine, Listen Destro, he runs a store called uh, Uptown Robot. I don't own, I don't, I honestly, I don't own any of... Uh, his stuff, but he's not he's not online tweeting like, oh, yeah, Bitcoin's the future, rocket emoji, rocket emoji. He just, he makes shirts and he sells them. I wouldn't wear a Bitcoin shirt around because of all that Target stuff you just said. Um, but like, if you, if you want one, go, if you want one, he's like, I'm, I'm here to serve this market. So I don't think asking for money for something is, 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 is such the problem. Um, but like these people who are acting like they're these people who are operating on a pretense that they're um, contributing something great to the space, you know, Brecky is the perfect example. He tweeted, oh, we talked about it once before. He tweeted like, oh, like no matter if we all disagree at these conferences, we're all changing the world by being here. Like you are not changing the world you fat fuck at best you are along for the ride you know what i mean and i'm not i'm not claiming to change i'm not claiming to be changing the world either i'm not claiming that i'm any better than brecky i'm not trying to talk myself up here but again i'm not operating on the fucking pretense that i am that's my big problem with everything like look you want to sell people t-shirts you want to secure the bag fine but don't act like my problem is don't pretend that you're out here you're like part of some revolution and your t-shirts are trying to take down the banks so while i would never well i would probably never buy bitcoin merch i like i don't have a problem with the act of selling it itself like i don't the act itself of selling it is whatever it's what more often than not comes along with that and it is yeah. more often than not most people who sell merch are absolutely grifters um every here's a way to put it i think everyone who grifts everyone who grifts sells merch but i don't think that automatically means everyone who sells merch is yeah, a grifter and i'm being a little biased again i have friends who sell merch so i just yeah. gotta Stick up to the homies real quick. Yeah, that's good. But, yeah, I do. I do. I do know a few people who do sell merch, but yeah, like you said, more often than not, and, and it's almost every case, uh, grifters are selling the merch. And it, it, you had a good point um, earlier in that, in the middle of that, that 
it's so hard to get noticed if you're trying to actually help the space by educating people, right? So yeah. like, I don't even know who that is now. Like, who is someone who's trying to help the space? He used to be Andrianopoulos, and now he's like it. a he's a leftist like cock. But um, cock. But it's it's just it's insane. Yeah. Because oh, I forgot like, one thing I meant to say. Wait, are you? Mm -hmm. While, while you remember that, you were talking yeah. about uh, in crypto there being tiers of grifters, right? Uh -huh. And I, I think to go back to the sort of uh, MAGA Twitter, right-wing Twitter thing, I think you see tiers of grifters there as well. Like right mm -hmm. now we've got, for arguments say, like I guess you could say Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens are sort of in profile. They're above people like Kathy Zhu or, or, or yeah, whoever because they get to be on Fox News sometimes. But even then, you've got you've got people who are respected, like a certain respected political pundit with an attractive sister uh, whose name rhymes with Men Mamiro. Um, I'm talking about Ben Shapiro, like he's, you know, he's, okay, he's been doing this for years, but he's essentially become a MAGA grifter, right? Like he was never Trump all through the election. He has said repeated times he did not vote for Trump, but he often talks in favor of Trump because his, like his entire audience is pro-Trump boomers. You know what I mean? Um, so like he, so you you see again like I'm just trying to bring it back to my point that you see it everywhere any sort of niche any like I'm sure you see the same thing in like fashion Twitter or I don't even mean to just say Twitter fashion Instagram or whatever fashion communities makeup communities online um, whatever else they could possibly be communities for you're always gonna see this sort of thing and it's. It's strange, you know. It's 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 weird. Yeah, for sure, because um, I think it's not just any community. Because it's definitely any online community. It's it's any social group, right. whether it's online or not. So, it's just a part of human condition that some people feel the need to not outright scam, but pretty much leech off of one social movement or group for the benefit of themselves which is basically the definition of grifting but um back, back to the point about uh merch sellers I, I i do know a few i'm not saying all merch sellers are bad i i i redact that but like you you were talking about how the people who are trying to help other people right so if you're trying mm -hmm. to help people who are coming into this space teaching them about it it's so hard to get noticed if you're not running the same marketing brand because like like let's say you're just doing a tweet right like let's say that i think the best person right now would be jameson lop i think it's at lop l-o-p-p -P, on twitter and uh he's a bitcoin developer but he also you know has you know helpful resources and guides and all that to help people join but like he doesn't use emojis and it's just content which is good because you want content when you're trying to learn. But if, if you compare that to Brecky's feed or Nye's feed, and I'm, I'm, I still have a third tier to talk about for the crypto influencer you know, sphere. Go on, but King. I will. But like, if you're like, let's say you're like any IQ, like, let's say like, you know, whatever. Like, you're gonna probably just 
because of you know visual imagery, you're probably going to look at the one with emojis first, right? Unless you know to avoid grifters who typically use the most, the biggest pop, right? The most likely you're going to click that one, and then that they're just going to sell you grifter content. They're going to sell you grifter merch, mm-hmm. and they're going to be basically left for dead. When the other people who aren't using the merch and the emojis and like the the hopium garbage trash that gets posted on my fucking feed every day, like I don't want to see it, and most people don't. But there's a tier of people at the bottom mentally where they read that and they're like. Ooh, dude, that's crazy. And then they follow him and like give him like big ups. And if you look at the replies of any of these influencers, it's just like it's it's crazy. Like you just you just click onto these people's profiles and you just see their replies. And it's all just like it's basically boomer responses to political um yeah. posts. It's it's disgusting. And I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, right? Like, the, the grifters and the influencers, they're, they're appealing to people who are not online. You know what I mean? Like, if you're, if you're an online guy, like, you can, you can look at a tweet from somebody who's putting rocket emojis and, like, sunglasses emojis at the end of everything, you're like, oh, you know what this person's doing. Whereas, like, if you're an online guy and you look at Lop's tweets or, you know, anybody else's, you can say, oh, there, there, there's something here. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a big part of it. You know, these people who don't, don't really understand the, the, the target demographic for these groups is, like, these people who don't really understand, like, the subtleties of, like, the, the, dopamine, the dopamine economy online, you know. Yeah. I didn't mean so, to cut you off. No, 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 you didn't. No, that's perfect. Yeah, because I, when you look, I wouldn't say I avoid emojis, because because you have to see them and they are appealing and your eyes pop to them first, right? Because it's mm-hmm. color and it's a shape and it's something you recognize. Emojis are literally for recognition; they're referencing something, but you have to look past that and you have to look at. The space as a whole, and who who do these people represent, and what are they trying to do? Because the the difference between law, someone who's actively contributed. Because I remember talking about this before, and we didn't have any examples for anyone who's like super 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 positively contributing to the space and building and stacking like sets and all that. Law would be one of those people, and I'm, I'm glad I, I remembered him. But like Brecky and all these people, they've done absolutely nothing besides sell merge peddle these hopium tweets to people and i don't know get a big following count like big guy i guess you did a keynote convention like like imagine going to a crypto convention because you have some money right you got a little bit of a trust fund and you have nothing else better to do so you read about this crypto thing on wired magazine right so yeah. Ooh, that's pretty cool i'm gonna check out this convention in new york city or in Vegas, I mean, the, you know, the ticket's $1,200, but the, the potential reward is just so astonishingly, astonishingly high. So you go to the, one of these conventions, and you, you sit down in the audience, and the audience is, you know, pretty much, you know, similar to yourself. Probably, on average, probably suburban, but, you know, higher middle class, um, cleanly dressed, pretty much. And, and you, you, all, you all settle down, you may, and you look up at the stage, before they start, and just this fat guy with this goofy <laughs> hat and this fake accent, and he just talks about 
Bitcoin going to the moon. Bitcoin going like like he he could not. Yeah, yeah I gotta say real It's incredible. The, the accent is fake. If you don't realize the German accent on Bracky is fake, you belong in special ed class. It's fake. It's fake. I don't. I do know for a fact that it's fake, but I before that was confirmed to me as factual. It, 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 I knew it was fake. It's obviously fake. It, it sounds like me doing a Hitler impression. Not that I do Hitler impressions, but yeah, yeah it's it's just it's it's painful because I'm not even trying to like be like you know ad hominem here with the insults, but like the hat and the accent and the merch that he wears. It's just it's so goofy and lame. Not goofy as in like a positive thing. Like goofy as in like not good. It's it just, it's like he's a joke. Like if you look at crypto Twitter and you imagine what a crypto Twitter joke would look like, it would be, it would be crypto brecky. Yeah. It's a physical representation. And I'm not trying to be ad hominem here. It's just literally, he doesn't do anything and he just blabs his mouth about nothing of substance and he just... Like if you and if 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 you and me were make were to make like a parody Twitter account like at crypto influencer, we could basically just like and it was obviously parody. We could basically just copy and paste uh, tweets yeah. from Brecky or people like Brecky would be the same. And I don't mean to make this the like bash Brecky podcast. There are others who, who yeah, I'm go with others, but um, that's just the most. He's the most blatant, you know. Yeah, he's the most. He's honestly just like a, a parody of the space. He is. He's not a parody. It's it's not ironic, but he is. How cool would that be if he came out like and was like, "Got you guys! I was just doing a bit for two years." Owned retards. Thanks for buying like bee candles. Yeah, but it's painful. But uh. To go back on to the uh, influencers as a whole thing, so the third, so that's the second tier, right? So sleazing conferences, giving shitty keynote speeches, and doing weird promotional, uh, self-made merch stuff, whether it's made from you know some Teespring site or you know at your house with a Bitcoin candle. Mold. Yeah, you move up a you move up a level, and it's crypto nigh. And other people like that. Yeah. And I could name some other people, but it's mostly it's the crypto nigh tier, and that's that's one of the same tiers. I think they all hang out with each I think Wendio and uh Brecky and Nye, they're all big buds. So it may yeah, be, maybe maybe I'm not doing my tiering right. I, didn't I did say perfect earlier, tiering last I time. think you're I think you're I think you're give I think earlier you were giving Wendio too much credit. By grouping her in with, um, who did you group her in with earlier? Uh, Shill Gates. Like, look, say what you want about Gates. He at least has always been like, I'm here for money. You know what I mean? The guy knows he's a grifter, which is, you know, which is, you're still a grifter, but like, he's not, again, he's not acting like he's changing the world or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I've seen Wendy say, like, I'm contributing to the space by organizing meetups. Okay, great. Like, I get drunk with people from crypto Twitter fairly often when I'm, like, traveling around. I don't put myself under any illusions that I'm, like, 
making the place better. You know what I mean? Like, and this isn't a, I don't mean to, this isn't like a showcase advocacy, but like at least he, he's, he has some self-awareness, I think, you know, anyway, that, well, that's even a tangent. Even if he doesn't have self-awareness, he's still saying he's not for the space. And yeah. there's a stark difference in that. So even if he doesn't really care at all, regardless of anything, he's letting people know whether they listen to it or not. He's giving them the financial disclaimer that you are not, you know, you're not helping build like boom what what is it called boom bit block, oh, bit block. i don't, don't want to god fucking damn it dude i'm sick of this shit but like oh my god uh, at least he's not pretending to do that you know? yeah anyway. which i respect more so but the thing is there's just there's so many tears and you just have to be aware of it and if you're not online and you don't know how to you know bob and weave you know do serpentine around all these you know these shady worth nothing characters who are just trying to sell you stuff and you know mislead you to their own gain it's it's just you know yeah you know i think it, i think it adds to it like you were just talking about how like they all they're all the biggest grifters are all friends right and like i don't think that's a coincidence i think that's by design right like yeah, yeah, yeah if for you're sure. if you're to look at crypto twitter um and you see all these people with lots of followers talking to each other like oh mm. like they must be the creme de la creme right like yeah. this is the click to be in this is uh no, you sure. know, the, this is if I want to keep up with the Joneses, as it were, like these are the people to be in with. When really you should be trying to impress me in cash, not these losers. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. But it's it's very good, and I I honestly like I feel like I'm taking too long on this, but I took I went so deep into influencers and the other recording. But basically, one of the things I talked about on top of the tiers of them, which I didn't do as well this time, um, is just, what were we just talking about? We were talking about... Um, uh, we were talking about them being a click. Clicks, yeah. So um, the influencer powerhouse, we basically talked about it being the first step is, you know, the Hopium content and the brand, right? So the, the first step is the content. And then the, the second step is setting up the brand. So the, the brand has to pop. The brand has to be related to the industry that you're scamming in. And then the content has to be uh, industry-related, but just garbage, hopium, you know, super bullish, whatever. No no matter what that is. So whether it's – it could be MAGA, 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 and you could eat MAGA all day, and that's your, your shtick. And then – so you, you, got the, you got the content, you got the brand, and then what else do you need? You need, um, you need a group. You need a network of other right. grifters and influencers and scammers to help each other out. Not just because it makes it look like the click to be in, because but they can strategize and they can like basically monopolize all the promotional offers and take, you know, whatever. And it's and then they can get all the keynote speeches because if you're running your first crypto convention because you heard people pay thousands of dollars to get in and you're trying to hire someone, right? And you have no, nothing about crypto. 
when you look at crypto Twitter and you look at emojis and you know their brands, you're probably gonna be like, oh, Wendy O, uh, Shield Nye, Crypto Brecky, yeah. they're the guys, they're the top tier, they're the you know upper echelon. We're gonna go pay them to run their mouth for 20 minutes at a conference in front of these people who are trying to learn about you know really cool technology, and it's just like it's disgusting. And then the third one. The, the, actually, the fourth step of that would just be making sure they have a way to pay themselves or to have mm-hmm. people pay them. And in most cases, in politics, it's Patreons, but it can also be ads, and it can also be selling your own merch. Yeah. And that in crypto and in politics and in every single community, Gamergate, whatever you want to name it. And I also think, like... Like, we're obviously right now, Brecky, Wendio, these are sort of the obvious low-hanging fruits of influencers yeah. to bash, right? Like, there are others. Mm. Like, you look at the maximalist community. Uh, mm. People like Nick Carter. People like Peter McCormack. <laughs> these people yeah. who have managed to... Who have been sort of a little bit... I don't want to say smarter, but a little more tactical about yeah, their tactical. drifts than the people we just previously talked about, where they've managed to surround themselves with um, intelligent, productive people Mm. and sort of protect themselves from any criticism that way. You know what I mean? Like, look, people... I'm always going at Nick Carter on Twitter, and people love to come at me and get mad at me for doing that. The guy... His dad works for the World Bank, okay? He's not hes not worried about toppling the financial establishment or whatever. He is the financial establishment. And that's not me trying to put on a tinfoil hat and say, oh, he's a planted shill or whatever. I'm just saying he's, he's, he's here for the dopamine. He's here for the respect. Um... As it were, and don't I? We need a whole fucking episode from McCormack. I'm not even gonna start on McCormack yeah. right now. But my main point is, there are like I feel like Wendy and Brecky, they're obvious as shills to any you know halfway thinking person. But like sometimes it does go deeper than that, which we can get into in a later edition of Raging Radio. But um, there's deeper level influencers and grifters mm-hmm. there there's, there's there's dozens of levels yeah that's crazy um but, uh, should we move on or you have more to say yeah, on that i'll just have one last thing to say if you don't have anything else no uh, i'm done because i mean i'm sure we're going to in some other time just like a last little note when you see people talk about um what's it called boot bit boom can you say it for me i, don't, I really don't block want to say boom <sighs> Bit block boom. That's it. And sacks stack sats and all those things. Those are strictly Bitcoin maximalist things, right? Where were all these people in twenty eighteen? And in twenty seventeen, right? Yeah, especially when, where were they in twenty seventeen? Like they were all peddling whatever shit coin would throw them five hundred bucks for a month's worth of tweeting. And the fact that the money is no longer in alts because the they're all down 99 percent, and that's not hyperbole they're all down 99 percent. like 
the best altcoins are down 90 plus percent. So it's like massive drawdowns for everyone, regardless if you're a grifter or not. And people don't want to hear about altcoins because not that you make any more money, you know, shilling Bitcoin than you do altcoins, because I'm sure you get promotional money from the teams or the marketing mm -hmm. or whatever. But people just don't want to hear it. And what do you care about more? Getting a $500 a check for tweeting 27 times in one month about uh, Aora coin? No. You care about maintaining your audience so you can continue to, you know, to grift. Yeah. Off them for all they're worth. So what are you going to do? You're going to change your content style. And what's the current content style? Oh, wait, all coins are going directly down. Constant trend, no stopping. Bitcoin is doing pretty good relative, right? And people care more about Bitcoin generally, unless you're like brain dead. People don't care about alts. So they're all shifting to a more maximalist thing. And that's why people say they hate maximalists. It's because all these grifters, so Shilnai, Brecky, all these people have shifted into maximalism because that's what people want to see. It's not what people want to see. They don't want to see him post anything. But I'm sure the target market only cares about Bitcoin, majorly, not because altcoins are dumb, or that they wouldn't buy altcoins if they made money, but the fact that they go down directly and no one wants to talk, hear, or buy things that go down directly, right? So the the fact that, so like you said before, McCormack, uh, Carter, all these people have been in the ma maximalist thing more often. McCormack is one of those people who has shifted, but there's people in the maximalist scene who are just drifters as well, but they haven't been altcoin shillers. And there's a stark difference between that. Oh, so there's Bitcoin drifters. Altcoin shiller, though. That's what I said. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I corrected myself because he shifted from yeah. altcoins. But the it's it just it's it's crazy because once you get rid of all the altcoin grifters, even though some of them are most of them are shifting to maximalism because no one wants to hear about, you know, your fucking altcoins anymore. Like there's there's so many crypto grifters in general and then Bitcoin grifters, like top tier maximalist uh, influencer people who you recognize as brands, not just ooh these scammy influencers. They're actually just grifters. And then you look at uh, like big crypto people like Galaxy BTC. I don't know if he's still around. But I imagine if I go check his feed right now, if he's still posting, it'll be about Bitcoin majority or these random Binance coins that pop uh, once a week, a random coin for 500%, right? Because it's right. like they go to where the money is and they go to where the audience is looking and that typically is where the money is. So it all loops back. But do not trust influencers who are shilling maximalism because maximalism is good, right? Bitcoin is much better than all the other coins. I've said myself, there's only three coins that are good, and then there's like 10 more that are not good. And it's not, not as bad as the rest of them. So that means there's 2,500 coins that are shit. But the fact yeah. that like... So as we've gone into 2018 and, and the beginning of 2019, people started to realize, wait, all these people who have been shilling us altcoins for months on end as they continue to drop... Maybe they're not good people. You know who are the good people? The people who have been shilling Bitcoin. Because Bitcoin's what? 3x this year? Altcoins are down. 100x this yeah. year, right? 
Right. So, exactly. so people recognize maximalism as being good and altcoin chillers as being bad. So yeah, now all these so people are shifting. It's, so it's very, it's transparent if you're not like completely brain dead. But the thing is, it's just people Most trust maximalists because they are for Bitcoin. And everyone is, everyone is for Bitcoin if you're in crypto, unless you're like strictly for speculating, which is not typically the case. Yeah. So people need to stop trusting maximalists. We have to listen to Doc underscore Bitcoin on Twitter.com. All because, crypto is bad. Yes, Follow at Doc underscore Bitcoin. Yes, because the maximalists are now the grifters. But the, the truth is, they were grifters from the start. Yeah. So that's my keynote speech on influencers getting wrapped up. If you want to dive into next topics, I'm not sure how long we spent on that one. You, uh, we spent 56 minutes on this. Most of you probably already knew how we feel about them. You've seen the tweets and everything else. Uh, on to something less crypto-related and therefore more interesting, but still tangentially connected, I guess. Um, so, Cash, I know you said you hadn't seen this, but today the owner of 8chan uh, testified before Congress. Um, I, from what I can tell, the testimony wasn't open, so there weren't, um, there weren't cameras in there to film exactly what mm -hmm. he was saying. But they. So for those of you who don't know, 8chan is an image board, much like 4chan. If you've ever been on 4chan, um, 8chan was created essentially when 4chan started putting some rules in place and didn't want people... Actually, I think it came out of Gamergate uh, when 4chan tried to ban discussion of Gamergate um, and people were like, 4chan's not meant to be about banning people. It, I guess you could almost think of 8chan as a fork of 4chan for you fucking crypto nerds. Think of 8chan as a, for, Yeah, right, as a fork of 4chan. Um, but like 8chan, it tends to be a little more edgy, a little more... Admittedly, there's more illegal content on there than there has been, but anyway, so a few weeks ago, and we talked about this last time, uh, when these shootings happened in El Paso, there was a manifesto uploaded to 8chan that was allegedly... I haven't seen any proof, but there was a, the media alleges this manifesto was written uh, by the El Paso shooter, and there's been... And also, the, the New Zealand shooter definitely posted his manifesto um, on 8chan before it happened. So there's been a lot of talk about shutting 8chan down uh, and how these things need to be done. And 8chan is down right now. It, you, you can't get on 8chan. Um, so he went today, and again, we didn't get to see the testimony, but <clears throat> he, was, he gave a statement afterwards, and he said... Um, you know, where HN aims to be a bastion for free speech, um, but we recognize that there are some problems, and right now we're voluntarily... He said, and I don't think this is true, and I'll get into why I don't think this is true in a second, but he said, we're voluntarily offline until we can find a way to make sure that everything posted online is uh, within the jurisdiction, jur if it isn't illegal under U.S. law, which I think is, I get why he's doing that, because U.S. law is all speech is okay, you know, sans mm -hmm. 
calls for violence and child porn, etc. You know, the First Amendment. Yeah. The U.S., it has its problems, but it's got the best speech laws, uh, bar none. Um, so he said until they can figure out a way to be fully free speech, say whatever you want, but at the same time not let people post calls for violence and other illegal things, they're going to be offline. Um, <clears throat> but I don't think that's true. Um, well, that may be his... I will let... I, I'm not doubting his intentions. That may be his goal. But I think the real problem 4chan is having, and it really goes to the bigger tech censorship question, is they're not able, none of the, like Cloudflare and the other big server providers and DDoS protection providers, providers they won't give them, they won't, they won't serve them, right? So it sort of goes back to this, uh, when people like me say the government should really intervene and do something about all the power that these social media and tech companies have, um, other people who consider themselves conservative like to say, oh, well, it's a free market. Just just build your own website. Just build your own social network. You know what I mean? And so you build a Gab or an 8chan, but then Cloudflare – because you've been deemed racist by the media, they won't give you DDoS protection. Um, server farms won't host your shit, you know what I mean? So then it becomes, uh, well, create your own DDoS protection. Create your own server farms. Um, and then eventually, you know, you just keep going back and back another level, and eventually it becomes like lay down your own internet cables, you know what I mean? It's essentially like if 20 years ago... Or 30 years ago or whatever, AT&T didn't allow – like, you know, people we've, – we've censored certain companies b before, right? But just the companies, just them, right? But it, now it's getting to a level where it would be like if 30 years ago AT&T said, well, if you're talking about this thing, not only can your company not exist, you can't use our phone lines. You know what I mean? So lay yeah. down your own phone lines, you know? Yeah. Um but the real point to bring it back is they're trying to shut down 8chan hard, and I don't use 8chan a lot. But I think it's a shame, and I think it speaks to the sort of the death, like the death of falling on the internet, which me and you have talked about before. You know what I mean? I mean, we both said real ID to use the internet is probably coming in 10 absolute tops 20 years you know uh, the internet's not going to be the same and i think a lot of these people i see a lot of people who were crying when the trump administration was going to repeal net neutrality uh and saying oh this is the end of the internet it's not going to be the same and when really net neutrality laws made no difference either way um they're now cheering on the the deplatforming and the ending of websites which in the end is what's really going to change the internet I said a lot there. Um, whatever you want to respond to, do with that as you will. Um, yeah, so I got a couple points. Uh, let me just mark. Okay. So, yeah, so I had the article up uh, just for shits and giggles. Uh, NBC News, because I'm going to source MLA citation. This, uh, no, I'm not. So it says, the founder of the Fringe Internet uh, Message Board, A. Chan, has a message for lawmakers and their staff before the website's current owner, Jim Watkins, is deposed Thursday on Capitol Hill. He'll lie through his teeth. So basically, there's an article about the guy who actually created the site. So the guy, yeah. after yeah. they forked, 
he created the site and now someone else owns the site yeah it's a different it's a different and, owner now yeah so i think that's a, a big difference uh there so the owner is testifying before congress but the the founder is just commenting on how you shouldn't trust the owner to do anything because he's he's basically complying with officials when the site is basically just here it's if he's complying when the the, the, the site I, i've never used it but i imagine if 4chan is for anti-censorship and freedom of expression and speech and whatever you want then 8chan being a more extreme version of that should be free and it should not have things complied to it so either they've bent this guy to his will to their will right the big triple letter agencies or he's just complying because it's easier but the the fact of the matter is like the new zealand guy posted right mm-hmm. post on kiwi i don't know if he posted on kiwi farms, no he didn't post on kiwi farms he posted on he posted on um, HN, and it was, but he it also was shared posted... to Kiwi. It, it was posted yeah. on Q- Kiwi. Yeah. Farms posted it, and gotcha. when the New Zealand government told a bunch of websites to uh, take the manifesto down and not post it, Kiwi Farms was the only one to who was like, "Fuck you, we're not taking it down. It's up there." Gotcha. Um, but it wasn't. It was reshared to there by somebody else. Yeah, gotcha. It wasn't gotcha. shared by. So yeah, it was posted on. Achan, right? So there's this massive cry, and they even pushed a uh, Christchurch bill internationally that would uh, crack down on people talking about uh, shooters post uh, traumatic events like this when there's massive shootings going on because they don't want the manifesto to be shared and they don't want the name of the person to get out. But the, the, the issue is uh, freedom of information, right? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people care about freedom of information, regardless if they believe in the shooter's manifesto or they care about his name or not. They just want the information to be out there. They want to know, yeah. But um, back to the site, it's it's just it's a little it's a messy bit. But the thing is, he posted on Achan, and everyone's like, Achan is full white nationalist website. I mean, I'm sure there's white nationalists on there for sure, but like it was also posted live on facebook right and exactly. other sites so it's like every platform is being used by people who want to do bad things right so. we've seen we've seen shooters who have posted and there's been plenty of sh- a lot more shooters have posted shit to facebook and to twitter and to wherever else and to these yeah. other big mainstream websites before shootings and they have the hn um and no one is calling for these big silicon valley websites to shut down and just while we're on the issue i think it's to put my tinfoil hat on for a second, you know, me, me and you, Hash, uh, I don't know if we talked about it in the live recording, but we've talked about before how entertainment is gradually moving much more so to a sort of um, someone at their house creates something and you sit down and watch that, right? And moving away from big corporations creating content to people making content on these platforms on these websites and that's what the young people the zoomers want to watch not that people aren't watching movies anymore but it's a gradual shift right um content creators versus content we uh, know studios that the like i don't i think any thinking person knows that the sort of entertainment industry world is 
incestuously intertwined with the political world. Like, I just think it's very, very convenient that um, at the same time that this sort of shift in where people are getting their entertainment from is happening, we, we're seeing a sudden clamp down on platforms. Mm. Um, and you see it in other ways, too. You know, YouTube is constantly suppressing and banning individual creators and more and more so trying to make that platform just a place for movie companies to put trailers on and for Stephen Colbert to put his funniest clips from The Late Show on. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying that that's why we're seeing this, but it just see it it all seems very convenient to me. You know what I mean? It's it's definitely super, super convenient. I'm thinking in the next three years or so, there's going to be some push for some sort of platform. Whether it's some decentralized scam token or not, it's going to be some place where content creators are going to be able to post without restriction. And I don't know if that would be decentralized or just some based centralized platform, but it needs to happen, and it there's no chance it doesn't happen. It's so funny that... You know, the view of normies and libs and people who are advocating for this sort of censorship, it seems to be, well, if we can just stop these people from talking online, then there won't be any more mass shootings. I actually think the opposite is true. If mm. if you put someone in a situation where they feel like everyone disagrees with them and there is abs- they have no recourse, they have nowhere where they can go and talk to like-minded individuals, there's nowhere they are not allowed to voice their opinions. Well, mm. what the fuck do you think they're going to do? And that's not I am absolutely not saying that any sort of violent action is justified. I'm just saying the logic that's that's what it's going to lead to if you when you back people into a corner bad they they lash out they do bad things Mm. um and i think that this sort of strong art censorship i think it'll i think it'll cause more violence than it will solve is all i'm saying Not that I'm saying, and I am absolutely not, again, absolutely not saying that should be anyone's response. Absolute disavow all violent acts. But when you put people, and maybe people who aren't so mentally well, into a position where they feel like they have absolutely no recourse for the problems they're seeing in the world, what do you expect? You know what I mean? Yeah, because um, when you, I, I'm not super sure, but uh, because I, I'm not, I don't think I'm one of them, right? But like, I think if you're, if you're driven to that point where you're exiled and then you're deplatformed from everything, like what is hate? You dehumanize other people to turn them into objects and ideas and stereotypes pretty much because stereotypes are dehumanizing. So when you dehumanize people and it's easier for you to do bad things to them and to do things like to basically lash out. So what happens when everyone becomes dehumanized to you? Right. Because you're but not completely disavowed. Like, I'm really not for any sort of violence, but like just logically thinking if you, if you dehuman, if you have, if you hurt or exile someone so badly that they dehumanize everyone and just absolutely hate with a, like a strong, like super hatred, like 
almost cold hatred. They're not going to be better off than them posting on some fringe site that no one cares about, right? They're more likely to find friends and maybe find other people who aren't going to, who, who maybe talk them out of doing stuff, right? On these right. sites, versus having them only have their, themselves to talk to. And then the probably not so happy environment around them. And it's just, it's a unhappy cycle. That exactly. And then also, I, I think it's like, and let, let, you can get even more specific and you can say, well, let's, someone, let's say someone has vile white supremacist opinions, right? Um, if, if, if they find that those opinions are being suppressed and all of a sudden they can't say that stuff, then in their own sort of psyche, that's almost validating, you know what I mean? Or, and it doesn't have to be white supremacism, it can be anything, but like, the fact that they don't want, you can, like, a person can get in their own head and say, the fact that they don't want me saying this, that they're trying so hard to stop me yeah. saying this, means it must be true, you see? Yeah. And that's a lot of the same thing uh, with like conspiracy theories. Because if, if you if you are on YouTube or something and you try to crack down on conspiracy theories, you're going to prove every conspiracy theory true. Right, exactly. And I believe, like, I am much more inclined to believe a conspiracy theory when it is being shut down. Like, Ep like Epstein is the perfect example because they have, like, all this shit going on, right? Literally, everything is exposed everything like ass out to the world and then the media just drops it because we have hurricanes and we have fires in the amazon yeah. <laughs> and the affluent white women have to post on their instagram stories about oh save the amazon by reposting this and epstein just disappears like i, I haven't seen an epstein article not that i you know search out the news too often but i haven't seen anything about epstein besides fringe posters on the internet in a while and everyone in the world was tweeting about epstein for a solid day and a half at least it was a week for most people but day and a half at least of really high intensity action yeah around the epstein Clinton body count was trending on twitter until they mm -hmm. it. Um. yeah and then they turned it into trump or something they i really don't understand this ducking when they when they change trending top like literally they'll they'll cock a trending topic that's actually trending, and then replace it with a smaller one that no one cares about, and they'll like it'll have like a tenth of the tweet. Like they had Clinton body count, right? It had like 122,000 tweets when I looked at it, mm -hmm. and then it just disappeared. And then yeah. five minutes later, it had Trump body count. It yeah, had like Trump body it had like eleven thousand followers, eleven thousand tweets about it. And like, what is that? And it's just it's, and there, there's nothing about the body count. Like there, like Trump doesn't. I, I could not find a tweet about what body count Trump had. Yeah, and I think, you know, like, people like to look at that stuff going on on Twitter, um, and I'm no fan of Jack Dorsey, trust me, but people like mm -hmm. to act like, yeah, Jack's up there pulling the strings, but I think to some extent, it's more incompetence on Jack's part. Like, I'm willing to give, and I'm not saying this is the case, but, like, part of me is willing to give Jack the benefit. Like, I've read articles about him, and apparently, like, he doesn't talk much in meetings. He doesn't speak up. Like, I think he's it's gotten to the point where he's got these sort of uh, younger SJW people in in sort of the lower ranks of his companies who are sort of running things. You know what I mean? Um, Overriding. Yeah. That that that's not a defense of Jack Dorsey. Um, 
But I think he's more doing nothing than he is doing something. That's just my my gut feeling. I still think he's a shitty guy. Um, but in terms of the censorship issue, uh, that's sort of where I lean. But uh, speaking of actually censorship and shooters, one of our favorite guys, hopefully future, long future guest of the show, uh, Sam Hyde. Um, for those of you who don't know, Sam Hyde, he's a, did you have anything, wait, did you have anything else to say before we no, get to, we, I can, I'm a little bit back with the Sam Hyde. Yeah, keep, yeah, exactly. You know. We'll keep it. Um, but Sam Hyde, uh, for those of you who don't know, he's a, uh, internet, he's an internet comedian, uh, very online guy. Um, he had a show on adult, he started on YouTube, him and a couple of friends, they made very funny videos. Got a show on Adult Swim, which was ultimately shut down. We can get into that in a second. Um, but he recently um, started a online store um, on his own website, um, selling t selling various T-shirts. Well, see his domain. RIPEpstein.com just redirected to the Million Dollar Extreme.com or whatever. So that wasn't even the domain name. But he started his website. And he was selling shirts. One of them was a Rest in Peace Epstein is in Hell t-shirt. Um, and there were other t-shirts just like Million Dollar Extreme merch, which is the name of his comic Yeah, I bought, I bought four things on that site. Yeah, I bought yeah. a shirt. Um, but And Shopify shut him down for bullying. They said that he was bullying Jeffrey Epstein, and that's not okay. Don't bully pedophiles. But it goes back to what I was... that managed to kill themselves and yeah. It's crazy, dude. It goes back to what I was talking about earlier of, like, you can make your own website. You know, like, Sam Hyde, he wasn't selling this stuff on Amazon. He was selling it on his own website. But the service that he was using on the back end cut him off, you know? Um, and that can keep happening. Oh, you, you can make your own Shopify and whatever is helping you on the back end of that will cut you off. And it goes back and back and back. Um, but yeah, I just thought that really sucks. Um, I mean, I know you're, I, I know you're a fan too, so I've got more to say, but I'll, I'll let you go off real quick. Bigly. Um, yeah, it's just another deep platform, deep platforming thing's pretty fucked. And like... There is nothing that I, I don't remember anything on the that was inflammatory. Was it really just an Epstein bullying thing? Yeah, well, I mean, they didn't say you're bullying Epstein, but the the uh, when Shopify contacted him, the uh, part of their terms of service that they said was violated was bullying, and mm -hmm. the only in any of that merch, the only person mentioned personally was Epstein so that like that has to be that's the only person who could be being bullied right yeah you know and I, I, don't, I don't remember anything else yeah I just think you know you look at this Sam Hyde really is I think patient zero of how fucked things have become right because like you look at this or even I think a better example is his show being cancelled so he had a hilarious show uh, Million Dollar Stream presents World, World Peace. Everyone go watch it. It's hilarious. It was on Adult Swim. Uh, some stuff went on. People weren't okay with what he said. And it got cancelled, right? Um, yeah. 
And I just think you look at this, and he is right now. Like, if you look at what's on the come up in terms of like young people culture, like Sam Hyde is the guy. You know what I mean? And no one will give him a show. Adult Swim canceled his show. You don't see him getting anything from Netflix. You don't see him getting anything from anywhere. So this sort of censorship madness, like any. Any, 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 any network or streaming service that were to f that would fund Million Dollar Stream and like give them a platform could make tons of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're they're more worried about looking not woke than they are about doing that, and it's yeah. it's such a missed opportunity. Um, yeah, whoever the first person to branch out and do that instead of uh, kowtowing to the SG dubs, they're going to be like very successful like a hundred million money from like million dollar extreme and other stuff like that like if you had like america first and million dollar extreme and just all that similar stuff on like one network it would be worth like probably i don't know if a billion to start but like at least a hundred million right because yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what the but i, I think the problem is, is you, 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 it's hard to do that, right? It's hard to build yeah. that because, again, we go back to what I was talking about. Things that you need on the back end are like to run a website or to run anything are also worried about the same things. You know what I mean? Companies yeah. that provide infrastructure are also censoring. So it becomes impossible. Like, I'm not a pro intervention guy, but I really think, like, Legally, politically, like something needs to be done by the government to sort of level the playing field. You know what I mean? Because it, it's, yeah, it's, it's impossible. It's not a free market right now. It's never. It's almost never been a free market. It's uh, very monopolized. But at least now, uh, people blue check marks on Twitter are running the market, so it's pretty solid. But I just had one last point. Uh, back to your point about the internet kyc thing yeah which is on the on the same note um uh i remember talking about this so we we, we talked probably for 30 minutes about uh internets and uh identity and um verification because if, if everything is going to be censored if everything is going to be locked down and nothing's going to be free anymore, because like the internet's free, right? You can go into a library and do whatever you want on the computer, I think. And, you know, you could access 4chan on the library computer unless they specifically block it, right? So you can do anything you want from any computer, as long as it's obviously not locked down by the user. But when that changes, the verification is going to be very odd. And I think there's going to be layers of the internet that you're going to be able to be able to access similar to how um, crypto people are accessing different websites. Uh, not that I would know anything about that because that's you know not good. <laughs> but um, the the VPNing into different websites to get around the geofence, right? So yeah. if everything's geofence, but it, it would be a lot more difficult if you actually need to verify yourself to get in. So I think the, it's it's basically a war between telecom companies and governments against uh, cypherpunks and uh, just people, developers who care about like freedom fighters pretty much because you cannot, re you cannot rebel against a system like that. Like the government plus telecom, like how are you going to communicate, right? Unless you're using closed source uh, 
on your own networks things like it's it's very very it's it, it, if you think too long about the scenarios of the future and how they might turn out it gets very very dark but hopefully it doesn't turn out like that but and that's, uh, the, the, that, that's the thing right like the internet's great but like if you think about the way things are going right now and if they keep going in that direction it'll almost end up worse than if like we had never had the internet at all you know what i mean no one was stopping people from walking into say a public park and saying whatever shit they wanted to say you know what i mean you couldn't exactly yeah. be anonymous but you, at least you could do it um and i think it's a shame you know and i think it's a damn shame te tech generally is just you know i feel like obviously you know i'm a young guy so i don't know but you know you you, you watch say you, you watch back to the future you know what i mean mm -hmm. and uh when they go into the future and that and there's the hoverboards and all this shit um that year in that was 2015 so it, back in the 80s for 2015 they were expecting hoverboards and like all this cool shit but what did we really get we got 140 characters um and i forget who was saying this but it goes into everyone likes to talk about oh well we can't harm these silicon valley tech companies because of all the great innovation the great innovation what innovation has there really been the the, the one great innovation has been gathering out data that's the main innovation you know what i mean like <laughs> you know how efficient that is right now just being able to take everyone's entire lives and just you know show them in like a uh, PowerPoint slideshow. It's incredible. Another amazing invention coming out of Soylent, being able to just take your uh, estrogen in one dose every day, or maybe three times a day if you decide to take it for every meal. I think that's another crucial invention that's coming out of great technical, technological minds of Silicon Valley. But like you said, there's nothing really that's going on. And the only people who are pushing... Uh, Ooh, you can't stifle innovation are free market people we gotta love them whether it's libertarians or cringy conservatives yeah it is it is it is cringe to them well it's like you know like i i understand like how you will argue that a free market system is the most beneficial system yeah, of all for right? sure. i get it but it's it's not it's not a religion right like we as people invented capitalism to serve us you know what i mean but it as a system exists to serve us we shouldn't it is dumb to think that we have to follow this free market milton Friedman ideology even to the point where it's detrimental to people being able to live happy lives you know what in i mean society, yeah. um and we do live in a society which <laughs> Uh, are you ready for the next thing? Uh, yeah, we can do it in a bit. I just had one last point. Go off. Um, we're talking about Silicon Valley. Because it's just... I used to be, for a bit, like, I went through all the political, you know, phase that you typically go through in life. But, like, um, the, the libertarian one was very, like, strong because I have, like, a strong belief in humanity. Even though I see all this blackpilling shit, I know that there's still good people that are gonna, you know, 
persevere right through all the bad shit that happens um but the fucking if you so so in theory uh libertarianism is like one of the best things right because you you everyone's free everyone can do whatever they want right but when in actuality how does that look like obviously we don't have libertarianism because we have a government but on top of that we don't even have free markets because it's like a crony monopolistic slash government in like complex pretty much so the government officials work with the lobbyists who work with the corporations and it's all like one big system and it's whoever has the money controls you know the the means pretty much but the the fact that like like what do you have today you have Google taking all your data. You have Facebook, uh, you know, marketing ads and taking all your data again. And in, in most cases, for all these companies, it's all data theft. And once you lose your data, it's out there forever, right? Mm -hmm. you get your stuff hacked, it's like poof. Yeah, well, I, I think it's so funny that like uh, Facebook and Zuckerberg have been saying recently, oh, like, we're looking into ways to compensate people for when they give us their data, like. Bullshit, dude. You already own all our data. Like, that means nothing now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's already been leaked. Like, there's no, there's no point. There's it's no going back. Blackpilled again. Blackpilled again. <laughs> the thing is, it's just like, you can, like, free market ideology is really great. Because it means people are going to be competitive, and the competitiveness is going to drive innovation, and it's also going to bring down monopolization, right? And it's going to just the society is going to progress so far because we're going to have, you know, the best tech and the best medicine and the best, you know, gadgets and everything, right? But in actuality, capitalism leads to monopolies. That's how it works. So when you have communism, right? Communism works until the people at the top take all the power and don't give anything back to the people, right? Right. So, so, so the same thing happens in literally every single scenario. Socialism, uh, the people just get shitty health care or in, you know, a living. They have a poor living conditions, pretty much. But when it's libertarianism, it's that everything becomes a monopoly. Every industry is a monopoly. In most cases, they're mega monopolies, and it's just it's corporatism, pretty much. The the government that's almost nothing uh, gets blended into the mega corporations, and the mega corporations become our government, and they control your life, what you do, how you eat, how you interact with people, because there's nothing stopping it from doing whatever it wants. So, like currently, right now, the government stops, right? But if the government wasn't there, whether you like it or not. The corporations could do anything they want to us, and they have no penalties under anything, unless people are going to take up pitchforks, but people are less likely to do that, right? And uh, on top of that, you have all the drag kid stuff and all the trans toddler stuff that comes out because people aren't being stopped and saying, hey, that's probably child abuse. Hey, that's probably child sexual abuse. You know, we're, we're messing all this stuff up, and we're, like, exploiting these kids and all that, right? Mm -hmm. But that is what you get out of libertarianism because it is no system is perfect and when you don't regulate the systems even though systems are good 
they become shitty and you need capitalism you can't really have socialism or communism because how is that working in europe how's that working in you know canada it's kind of shitty maybe it's good but like you still don't have rights and you don't have liberties for most things you still have some but you know not not most of them like compared to the u.s but for the current system in america it's it's supposed to supposed to be capitalism right but it's really just crony capitalism it's like corporatism but the the very the seed phase of corporatism is currently what we're on yeah and i mean we're, i think we have the corporations controlling the government controlling how they do regulation because you know you've seen it you if you look at lobbyists like just google lobbyists if you're if you're listening and, and you're going to find so much stuff about how these companies basically rig through lobbyists and congress people uh the the system and basically if you control the government right you can control regulations and you can actually hurt smaller people so if you ask for a 30% tax on everyone let's say that's a raise from whatever it's currently at or let's say it's a 35% right you're going to be able to pay that cuz you make so much money but you probably are going to be offshore in Ireland, so you're not paying almost any of that, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're a small family-owned business, you're not 35% is a fuck ton of money, regardless of your profit margins, and then you're paying the full brunt of that. And you're struggling as is to compete with the super, super efficient, super, super cost-effective mega corporation that's been doing this and has the resources and the capital to do it. So that's what you get. If everyone was equal, libertarianism would be perfect, but everyone is not equal. Everyone has different amounts of money. Everyone has different amounts of power and resources. And that's what you get. You get shit. And that's what we're reading every day. Shit breakfast. Shit for breakfast, pretty much. So Eat your don't... shit, Goy. <laughs> that's, yeah, so basically you don't... <laughs> you don't before... So libertarianism is probably one of the best things to before, I'm going to say. Like, if you're thinking about kind of gay mass ideologies you're going to be one you want to be for libertarianism over communism right because they're all like dream world uh, what do you call it scenarios systems because it's it's still for the people by the people and like all that but it becomes that it becomes not that very very quickly because people take power right so when it was like back in old days right before we had societies and civilization it was just a bunch of people right and then somehow without any government laws some people took power and that's just because how the society works some people are leaders people aren't and the leaders are going to take more power and and the other leaders are going to fight against each other so that, that's how it works so everything becomes monopolized under one power or two powers in monopoly cases so like if you look at uh, politics I, I really got a ranting pretty heavy but you look at the two-party like politics right in america mm -hmm. you're gonna see a monopoly because oh yeah ooh, the democrats are stupid because they want uh health care and the conservatives are dumb because uh, they want they they want no abortion they don't let any third-party candidates go into debates yeah 
they block all third-party candidates. So when you think about that, you, when you think about they're so against each other, you, you read politics and just, ooh, it's a war, Hillary versus Trump, whatever, whatever garbage you want to feed yourself all day long. The, th the fact of the matter is they're on the same, they're different sides of the same coin, which is the maintaining the status quo, right? So like people have... Tr like thought like decent people have thought about making third parties and running and maybe like breaking up a monopoly but the thing is it would take so much re so many resources and so much power because even if you could have as much money as you wanted to run a campaign you still aren't going to be on the debates so that takes out how much of your viewing so it would have to be such a viral mass marketing campaign in order to get you the the views and the support and the you know the voting count and the polling right it, it just it would cost like i imagine billions of dollars i'm not sure maybe just a billion it's it's fucked but that's the society right that is the society we live in um, libertarianism is stupid and so is every other system like that like yeah when you I, think it, about it really, government systems all of them are shit don't it, believe in they're not religions and I mean, I guess, like, that's my biggest argument for capitalism, I guess. And I think this has been said before. I think it's, I think I'm paraphrasing a famous quote. I forget who said it, but, like, capitalism is the least bad system we have, right? But um, I think, you know, this, like, and again, I used to be a libertarian. And like you said, that came from me from this, this, this idea that, you know, most people, and I still believe this, most people are, are inherently good and, and, and want to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, but there's, but the thing is, the people who aren't looking to do the right thing or have a misconstrued, objectively misconstrued view of what the right thing is, uh, can do a lot more damage than most people who are doing the right thing can do good, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, and we, we talk about cronyism, and I think a lot, a lot of libertarians would say, well, cronyism and corporatism, that exists because of government. If we had smaller yeah. government, that wouldn't happen. Um, but yeah. I, I, I think the problem is the dichotomy of this argument of smaller government versus bigger government, right? Like... Mm -hmm. The government needs to be big in some places and small in others. Like right now, we've got, like, the, the, the government won't do anything about tech censorship, for example, because, oh, we don't want, we can't have the government interfering, we can't have the government interfering. Um, but then there's lots of other places where they'll, like, say, guns, for example, or various other topics where they're happy to go and interfere. So I think it's more about how where government is big and where government is small and how it's directed uh, than it is just the, the overall size of it. Um, like there are, and I, you've all seen my tweets, Cash may not agree with this, but there, there, there are people whose lifestyles, absolutely, they should be put in prison. Anyone who's advocating for drag children, anyone who's advocating for giving these kids hormone blockers. It may not be politically correct to say, but they belong in jail. They absolutely belong in jail. And I was making this argument to an ANCAP the other day, and they're like, oh, right, 
because your psychosis is so much more informed than their psychosis, right? Yes! Yes! Yes, it is! Yes! 100%! Yes! Yes! Um, it's just, it's, it's such a... I, I, I empathize with libertarians strongly, but it's just, it's such like a... A bad, bad first ideology, you know what I mean? This idea that, yeah. oh, you know what the, because what it is, you know what the problem with the world is? Nobody before me has ever realized that you can be socially liberal but fiscally conservative at the same time. Yeah. It's like that picture Crazy. I posted before, like, yeah, you've never debated true. anything like me before. I want high taxes, I want low taxes, and gay sex. Boom! <laughs> You know, and it's like, okay, great, we're all past that, though, and there, there's still problems. Um, mm -hmm. And I also think a lot of libertarian talking points come out of the 60s and 70s and before, right? When maybe that was great, but the world is sort of in a different place now because of technology. Like, the level of control that a single company like Google or like Facebook can have. Milton Friedman and these great, who are, people who are great thinkers, libertarians uh, from decades ago, probably didn't really anticipate this, you know what I mean? That mm -hmm. capitalism would sort of get eaten by technology. Um, so I don't know what the answer is, but I don't think the solution is just remove the state. Because um, at the end of the day, we do live in a society, and that society needs to be governed. And if there's one person who knows that we live in a society, it's the Joker. Uh, which, quick little segue into this, into our next topic, and we can look at it, if you want to loop back to respond to that stuff, we can, but... Joker movie is coming out, and this almost connects back to the Sam Hyde thing. This Joker movie is coming out, right? And oh, I got another connection too. Yeah. I I know you've all seen the trailers. It's about a lonely white man who, and I, not that his race plays a role, but like it's a big part of why journals are complaining, which I'm going to get into in a second. So that's why I say he's white. A lonely white man who is disenfranchised, a gamer who rises up. Um, and goes a little crazy, a little cuckoo. Um, and like this movie, the point I'm trying to make, the main point I'm trying to make is, well, what I was saying connects back to this movie is clearly made to appeal to a contingent of disenfranchised young males, particularly young white males that exist. You know what I mean? And there's this trend of well, actually, we can't have entertainment for these people. And it goes back to Million Dollar Stream Presents World Peace getting cancelled, you know what I mean? Anything that's not made for the woke people, anything that acknowledges this sort of contingent of young men left behind, it's problematic, you know? People are worried that, oh, the Joker movie's gonna cause shootings, and it's validating incels and the alt-right. You know what, maybe... Maybe what incels need is a little validation. Maybe that's all they're after. You know what yeah. I mean? Just be accepted as society. Because I don't think if you, if you gave people like 
attention and not, not necessarily affection because that's you know subjectively a deeper thing yeah you, you you're gonna be able to turn them because they're they're so against the world not because they're just mad or racist it's probably because they've grown up in a bad situation or they've had a bad environment whether that's you know from coming from a low class uh scenario or a high class scenario or somewhere in the middle because you can have you know that anywhere but um and then you probably are meeting with people who have the same ideas as you and it, it kind of like brews you know the the pot of you know as we said earlier like hatred and the dehumanization but the thing is when you actually try to connect to people on a human basis which is which is rare you know i'm not saying we do that because you know we can't do that now nowadays but you're actually probably going to be able to change all of their thoughts and beliefs because they're rooted in wow everyone hates me except for my close friends who also believe this certain way about how society treats people right so like you're you're hurting yourself pretty much when you when you argue for things especially when it was when it comes around a, a bunch of people who are a threat not just physically because you're afraid that they're gonna shoot up the place but just because you they're not part of what you're trying to push for right right you know you're if you're pushing for woke liberal you know we're just gonna smoke weed and be you know open whatever everything everything like you're not going to and like ooh, uh, stupid poor you know white people you know rich white people whatever they're not part of our you know our brand bro so we're gonna push them out of the markets and we can't we can't give them jobs or all this stuff so like basically you're like i said earlier you're disenfranchising them more by you know shoving them out and isolating them and ex ex basically exiling them right so we, we imagine like the things you could do is if people didn't take that i mean obviously that's an op being pushed but let's say people didn't agree with that op and decided to actually push for oh humanistic these people are probably just you know really hurt and even though i'm not trying to like be a, an apologist here for people who do awful things right because people have made that argument for people who say "Ooh, they're just hurt but you need to add for the, the, that group as a whole whether they've done things or not they need to be addressed like I, I don't get it i don't consider myself one of them but you need to address like you, you know you need to address the entire thing because you're just gonna have them dehumanizing everyone more, and then they're more likely to do, you know, awful things to you that you're afraid of them doing. Like you're giving them a positive feedback loop by continually hurting them every time they, one of them hurts you, right? Because mm -hmm. it's it, like the thing is too, it's not like when you look at Antifa, right? They're organized. They have encrypted mess messaging groups. They're they're all across. They're wearing the same uniform. They're doing all this stuff. When you look at like these white kids who are shooting up places, they're not in a uniform. They're just not normal kids, but like, you know, attire that isn't matching a uh, right. uniform code. So if there's a threat, it would probably be the organized threat over the unorganized threat, right? But th yeah. that's just, you know, me. And the thing is, the you're never going to be able to stop 
mental illness people from doing bad things, but the thing is you can try to help them and you're going to be able to try to, you know, get them to, it, it depends on how far along they are, but, you know, you could either stop it in its tracks or you can, you know, help them, you know, help them out. And then there's all these services you could do. And like the, the government should not be giving money to these epic countries across the, you know, the seas. And they should actually be focused on, you know, the <laughs> mental health epidemic in America, right? Like yeah, what are those suicide absolutely. rates in um, like America, right? They're high. Suicide rates, overdose yeah. rates, they're all through the roof. So let's do U.S. male, female suicide rates 20 to 2018. Might be too specific of a chart, but like, it's just crazy. Yeah, and like to go back to the Joker thing, it's just so funny. You know, there's so I kind of rushed through explaining it initially, but for those of you who don't know, there's a lot of film journalists and comic journalists online who are saying the Joker movie is problematic. It's too it, they charged is the term they used. It's too charged in the current political climate to have uh, this movie about a, a white man who a white disenfranchised guy who loses it um, and goes off. And it's like there's a movie coming out right now, I forget what it's called and I, someone this isn't my point. I saw this on Twitter earlier, but there's a movie coming out right now that, about a black guy who shoots a cop at a traffic stop and then goes on the run and becomes a folk hero. That's not oh, yeah. charged. The Joker is too charged, but that's not charged. You know? Mm. Um, and yeah. If you want to go in, if you want to go into it, you brought it up. But it's even even if you're like the Joker has always been sort of like a, a niche edgy thing. But even even people who have generally been darlings of the left in media, as soon as they go off go off the plantation, so to speak, not okay. You know the Dave Chappelle, for example, right? If if you wanted to get into that, yeah. So like like exactly what, what was happening with that. So like. He's been a comedian for how long, right? And everyone like reveres him, right? So he did a, I think it was with Netflix, a comedy special. And in it, he talked about a bunch of things. And one of those things was um, how he wasn't allowed to say some words, even though he was allowed to say the N-word as much as he wanted. And a very good video. And he basically said, why can't I say this word? And he's like, because... So he's like, they, so basically they said to him, he, he can't say this word. And, you know, it's the, it's a homophobic, homophobic slur. I, I have no clue what it is personally. Would never but, say such a word. Yeah. But the, like, if you look at that and then, and then he, he like went away from that. Okay. That's fine. And then he came back and he's like, why am I allowed to say the N word so often? liberally as I want, but I'm not allowed to say the homophobic, homophobic slur. And he basically said, and the, the person said, well, sir, it's because you're not gay. <laughs> and then he basically says uh, back to the person that like, he's not an N word either. So that's like the whole thing. Cause he's like, if you, if you, so that's like the whole major point of his actual show, because that was a point that he made. And then he also talks about, you know, different things that super acceptable like talking about like like trans people and uh, gay people and stuff like that but then 
if you look at his, basically after it came out, everyone was an uproar because everyone, most people liked it, right? And then, like, basically reviewers got to it, critics, and they basically said it's the not blue good. Checks. It's not acceptable. It's not something to, like, make sure to avoid this. No, I'm not joking. That's literally what they said. Make sure to avoid this. Do not watch it. And then it spread to stuff like Vice and Vox and all these other like more leftist leaning, you know, kind of sensationalist sites, which I do not like. I do I disavow. But pretty much in there on I, I I'm not sure what website it was. I'm not sure if it was Tomatoes. But basically there's only they basically banned the user reviewed thing, right? And they had a rating system, right? And it was just like five critics and they all left a zero percent review. So if you if you Googled Chappelle's show for a bit, it was like a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah. that backs the narrative that all the mainstream media sources like well, did you see all the, the left sources I named they the narrative goes along with it. So if you, if you if you hear that the Chappelle show should be watched and is not disavowed by you know mainstream media and the ops, you, if you <laughs> look at Rotten Tomatoes and it says zero percent. You're like, okay, I'm not going to watch it. That's pretty bad. But then they opened it up to user reviews, right? Not just these five people who we don't know who they are, and it's now at ninety nine percent. Like, let me go check. Uh, yeah, the, critic, the critics' review is, was zero percent, and the user reviews were ninety nine percent. Yeah, which is so funny, you know. And like, it's, it's, it's extra funny. You know, it would be one thing if Dave Chappelle was just some guy, but the the what makes it so good is he's Dave Chappelle. Like, if you hmm. if you look back at like two thousand three, two thousand and four, when the Chappelle Show was on Comedy Central, um, the groups that are bashing him now loved him back then you know what i mean when he was going hard at bush rightfully so i don't like bush i think it's funny to make fun of bush but when he was when he was going hard at the conservatives and the the issues of the day in 2003 2004 um he was he was a darling of the sort of the vice crowd and um these other undesirables but as soon as he strays a little bit you know god forbid a comedian be original every once in a while as soon as he strays from that narrative it's disavow don't watch avoid and that that's the funniest part you made a great point it, it wasn't just this comedy special is bad most of the big time articles and reviews specifically said skip it it wasn't just it's bad it's don't watch it. Yeah. Take our word Completely for it. Don't listen. Isolate it, which is just funny. So I checked uh, while you were talking. Uh, the tomato meter, which is the the uh, critic consensus review thing, it's at a 25% right now, which is a, not a good score, on a total count of 12 reviews. But if you look at the total audience score, that's 99% with 25,086 reviews. So maybe there's a bias with the critics. Maybe critics shouldn't be determining what, what goes on. I think that's just a good rule of thumb for life in general. You should yeah. figure out your own decisions and opinions. But if you look at the reviews and how they're staunchly against what 
the actual consensus is for, maybe it makes you think a little bit. Maybe you're, you get thonking, and then maybe you got some more, more bad ideas about what we shouldn't shouldn't think. Yeah, but and, I, it's it, it's, and it's not even like you know, Dave Chappelle isn't suddenly like a hardline conservative. You know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. does. Yeah. I, I don't know if you watched the special, but he does a whole bit in it like making like making fun of white people. Uh, like the white, like the opiate epidemic affecting white people, which yeah. most, you know, middle American conservatives probably wouldn't like, would probably yeah, be yeah. offended by, but it's still hilarious, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing, he's doing comedy. Um, yeah. and it's got to hit all the, I just, I think it's, it's, it's just so trans, it all goes back to this, like, just, it's so obvious, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how much longer are people going to sit around yeah. and, you know, ignore what's happening. And I don't think people are ignoring it. I think it's yeah, just... I think people are waking up a little bit. But I, I'm not sure. I'm not going to let that white pill me because I'm sure it'll get taken away in a week. But um, it's 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 crazy. And like you, and it's it's a hilarious. If you're not completely special. brain dead, if you're not completely brain dead, you can just look at the scene as a whole, and you see that this is like, oh, maybe something's happening. That's not users not liking it. Maybe the people who control the system are trying to mislead you, mm-hmm. right? Before you have an opinion and then yeah. use that to lead your opinion, pretty much. I think Dave Chappelle is actually like <laughs> kind of an interesting case study because he's sort of unique in like I don't know if you know this, but he so he back in the early two thousands he was doing the Chappelle Show on Comedy Central, um, and I think that ran for three seasons. Um, and Comedy Central started to try to like sort of interfere and tell him what he could and couldn't do a lot. So he sort of said, uh, and he got sick of the industry generally. And he sort of said, fuck this, like I'm out of here. And I think he like, (laughs) this isn't me making a joke. He went to Africa, like he went to Africa and like lived in Africa for a few years, for years. And like, there was no Dave Chappelle comedy. People were always asking, where the hell is Dave Chappelle? And he, like, wasn't in the industry for a long time. And then he came back, well, what, three years ago now, maybe? He came back and he did those first four, I think there were four of them, those first four Netflix specials, which even those, like, got him a little bit of flack because he was mean about trans people and those. Not so much as this, but he's an interesting case study because he sort of, he dropped off when the entertainment industry, the comedy industry... It was still relatively normal and fun, you know what I mean? And it was just starting to get bad, so he left. And it's almost like he can't, like, so he was absent for the shit, you know what I mean? When all these other comedians who have been big for years sort of realized, oh, it's time to get woke, you know what I mean, and toe the line. Um, He sort of missed that transition, and it's sort of like he came back and was basically just doing the same humor he was doing in 2004, 2005, and suddenly that's not okay anymore, you know? Yeah. Which is what Sam Hyde has always... I've heard Sam Hyde interviews where he said, um, if I had done World Peace in 2005, 2006, nobody would have cared. You know what I mean? Like, it would not have been a big deal at all. We live in a society, though. Now we don't get seven seasons of MDE. It's depressing, man. Imagine that. Imagine being able to binge watch. Oh, I know. Dude, it was was so incredible. Like, I remember in 2016 when the show first started, 
I remember turning on my TV to Adult Swim Cartoon Network and being like, I am watching Sam High on television right now. And like, it was in 2016, so it was when like, supporting Trump was still fun, you know what I mean, before his election, like, it was just like such a time, dude, it was incredible, and it's like, and I feel like that's where a lot of the tech censorship came from, like, all this culture started popping off in 2016, you know, and then the powers that be had to shut it down when it started legitimately affecting politics. Yep. We can't let anything legitimately affect politics, guys. It's it's very important. Yeah, right. No funny unless it's our funny. It, it's just a joke. Like comedy is such a a blunt tool for healing society, and when you when you just like you can't censor comedy, you you fucking retards. I'm sorry, I gotta like drop that. But like you, comedy is literally anti censorship, pretty much. It's, yeah, that's the idea. It's literally right? anti-system, anti-whatever, because you're... It's like brave in countries where there's massive censorship to speak up and mock the government, right? So free speech laws are basically to protect against government impeding on you if you mock the government. And that's why it's great in America when you have freedom of speech laws because you don't have to worry about that because you can say whatever you want and hopefully you don't get red flagged and have your stuff taken away but i don't know how long that's lasting but hopefully a bit but we do live in a society though we do absolutely um it's incredible and i just think it's so and it's even like it's happening at such you know it's one thing what happens to someone who's sort of like subversive and on the fringes like sam hyde that sucks but it's almost ex expected right but now yeah. it's happening to big time famous comedians like dave Chappelle and multi multi-million dollar movies like the joker you know what i mean a yeah. comic book movie cape shit like which it's is amazing. all the rage right now. It's the sub. It's um, <laughs> and I think it's so funny that, like, it's like, yeah, uh, the Joker, it's going to appeal to, you know, these mean, lazy, stay, live at home with their moms, white males. Like, who do you think the main audience for comic books has always been, you dummies? You know what yeah. I mean? Um... And again, that's not to say no one should go out and act like the Joker, obviously. But this this idea, like, if if if, if our society is in a place where seeing this movie is gonna go out, and I don't think it is, but if 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 seeing this movie is gonna make people go out and do horrible things, then uh, our society has much bigger problems than this movie you know what i mean yeah anyway it's, it's pretty it's a fun world we live in it is crazy even uh -huh. even the purely political stuff is getting it's just obnoxious. I, I, I don't know like, yeah i'm doing the show but like it is fucking hell i don't know if you've to... seen this but so I haven't even been follow. I haven't even been able to follow this properly because it's so ridiculous. But so this hurricane just happened, right? Hurricane, oh, what's it called? Dorian. Hurricane yeah. Dorian. Um, 
and it did. Uh, it was coming up to the states. Did a lot of damage to the Bahamas. Donate to Bahamian charities. That's my stomping grounds. The Bahamas. Side note: you should, uh, If you want to do a good deed, give some money to Bahamian charities. But anyway, um, so it was gonna come hit the U.S. And I guess Trump said something like. Alabama should like look out for the hurricane because it might hit there and then uh, CNN the liberal media and like those were like uh, No, what hurricanes don't hit Alabama? What are you talking about? Like which is true hurricanes generally don't hit Alabama and then Trump had some clip of CNN telling Alabama to watch out and it just evolved into this dumb argument of Well, you said it might hit Alabama. No, you said it might. Who cares? Who cares? The fact that this like dumb argument about who said what about Alabama and a hurricane is a hot button issue like we just found out that Oh, we didn't, I mean, some of us just found out, a lot of us have known for a long time that, like, elites are factually, systematically trafficking and having sex with children. And we've got drag kids out there, and we've got parents raising their kids gender neutral. And you're out here arguing about who said what about fucking Alabama and a fucking hurricane? You're dumb. You're a simp. On both sides. I don't care if you're on Trump's side, I don't care if you're on CNN's side. You're... Dumb. Live in a society, man. You never forget that. Because sometimes you want to forget it. Sometimes you got distracts you, but... And, yeah, and the only thing you have is being online, and they're trying to take that away from us. And that's still hell. Being online is still hell. It's better than not being online. Imagine not being online. I, I, I can't even... Mad, mad. can't even imagine it. It's like crazy. That's what I wonder, dude. Like, these like people... being a boomer and just reading news all day and like, oh. Yeah. Like, or... God the, damn. The people who the aren't boomers. Do? Like, people who are young, yeah. like us. I don't. And, those people are. And, and, like, and, and don't get the yeah. online stuff. Like, what's it like being inside their heads? Like, yeah. I see some of the people, like, responding to my tweets sometimes, and it's just such. <laughs> like, I hate to use a stale meme, like NPC, but it's literally like. No, it's not stale. It's you a. You don't fact. have original thoughts. Like, you're. You're, like, programmed with these, like, predetermined responses. Like, what is it like inside your brain? But these yeah. people have. These people have. It's like they have no internal monologue. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just like. Uh, receiving stimulus and responding to stimulus, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no inner voice, there's no contemplation, it's bizarre. That's amazing. I'm gonna see one of them in, like, a, a philosophy course and just see how they, how they react. I, I, it's, it's crazy. I don't understand how those people, like, cope, but it's like, even, like, just boomers, man, it's just like, I don't know how you're not in like a depressive state. Not even just because, ooh, Orange Man said something or inverse Orange Man said something. But like, you, like, you see the infighting regardless of what size you're on. It's depressing. And like, being online is probably one of the best addictions people have to cope with society, right? Even though people yeah. use drugs all the time, being online in itself is still a decent cope because we're connected and we're connecting each other with other people hopefully like-minded but not echo chamber type but like 
It's just crazy. It's it's a scary scary reality. I just I can't imagine being. I would probably be like psychotic if I was one of those people. Like I I dead ass think those people are sleeper agents. There's there's no way you're not like. It's and it's not it's not a political like people here in PC and like they might think I'm talking about lefties, but it's. It's, it's people on both sides, like these people who just have these ridiculous things, like, oh, well, like, yeah, for an example, for people on the right, like, if I tweet something about, like, oh, the state of space, these people were like, wow, I want a government that is out of my pocketbook and out of my bedroom, like, you're a robot, <laughs> like, that, what, what are you even talking, you didn't say anything just now. <laughs> Thanks for contributing, bro. Awesome <laughs> engagement. It's just like, it's crazy. I can't even explain it. Like, it just blows my mind. Like, and you see it in crypto too. Like, is I, I, perfect, 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 perfect example. And I, I forget what it was. Some random follower of mine. You'll probably end up hearing this because you follow me, but. And I'm sorry, but to that person, but I tweeted earlier sarcastically. I tweeted, um, wait, you guys actually own crypto? Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. And yeah. someone tweets back at me, I'm about 50% of my assets in BTC right now, considering buying some Monero, but might not. Like, dude, what? I don't, that, what? What are you talking about? Like, Oh, yeah, it's painful. But it's just like it's it's more than left or right wing though. It's not just politics. It's everything. It's just it's like, everything. Yeah. What do you do for entertainment? You watch. I don't even know what you watch. Dude. The Office. The Office, dude. The Office is the worst thing it ever. Is. It's absolutely. It's the biggest op. I don't know. That. Like one of my friends was trying to convince me. I'm like, oh, dude, it is not good. And he's like, dude, just watch it. I'll send you a clip. I'm like, no. And it, it's like. It's like, I don't even know how to explain it. I've, like, I've, I've Sam's, actually... Sam's humor in some ways is autistic because it's like funny and the, he keeps pushing the same idea, right? But then like the office is just like, you know, and it's kind of awkward in the way he does it for certain skits, right? When, he t when, he, when he's doing the stuff. But like the office is just like awkward and then it's not really funny. Yeah. Or no, it's I... funny, but then it's like middle school, elementary school humor like i mentioned it's not it's not even like potty humor it's just like elementary school i don't even know it's crazy and i've watched probably i don't i don't know about all but i've seen most of the office just from like being around people um in college and on its own it's like whatever it's fine but it's just there's so many instances where i'm like in real life and I'll just hear somebody say something or make some joke, and it's just like, you just, like, repeated something you heard in the office. What is wrong with you? Stop that. It's like it's like Vines. Like, I can affect Vines a teeny bit more. Yeah, I will never... Teeny bit more. I will never but forgive Vines for what they did to Zoomers. Vines yeah. have ruined Zoomers. Well, like, some of them are funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you make a reference, it's fine. But if it's all you do, then you're an NPC. But like, you, that's okay because some people. I feel like people, like maybe no one is an NPC and they're all just so strapped, uh, for something to relate and connect with, that they just 
do the same lines over and over again until they find a match, right? Yeah, I Maybe guess. Maybe it's like it's like a like a it's like when you have an electricity current and you just cut it in the middle and it's just like it's like I don't even know. My it's it's crazy. Know, and you I, just... I don't know if you're on Tinder, but like you're on Tinder. To... Oh, well, I'm on Tinder. Dude, I... just <laughs> Like, so many, so many bras, like, oh, I oh, just read the office, talk about this, looking for the gym to my Pam, like, the office, the office, the office, shut, shut up, shut up, Normie, yes. God, and like, I'm not expect. obviously I'm not expecting women on Tinder to be, like, based in red pills, but they literally, 75% uh, have some dumb bio about the office, stop. Ladies, stop yeah. talking about the office. Oh, Enough. It's amazing because it's either the office, or it's weed and stone. Oh yeah. Or it's uh. Do, do you have a dog? I'm I'm mostly swiping. You did you? I'm mostly swiping for your dog. I I'm not sure if you. Yeah, I bet you're swiping for my dog, white guy. I saw you. Yeah, that's that's what you. <laughs> fuck. You just made that connection, dude. They're swiping for the dog because they're trying to fuck the dog, White not because it's cute. Fuck Holy dogs. fuck, you just unlocked the entire thing. This is insane. My mind's blown right now. Because that's why they swipe for the dog. They're like, I'm only swiping right for your dog because they're going to fuck that dog. Absolutely. Holy shit, that's insane. It you is. just made that connection. Oh, oh my god, because I see it every fucking day. Not that I'm on it every day, but like... We, we, we need to, to cancel white women. One hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> I could go into some stuff. We were talking about stuff earlier. Uh, I was gonna bring that up, but we shouldn't. But anyways, it's just, it's, it's, it's cringy because it's either the dogs or it's weed or it's the office. Yeah, dogs, friends as well. Some occasionally you'll. It's sad when like talking about friends is the unique type. The TV show Friends, like that's like the. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's just brutal. It is absolutely brutal. It's hard for a gamer out oh here. Oh god, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. They're all so basic. It's 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 insane. I don't have anything against women, but the 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 Tinder thing, like you could make such an easy algorithm to write descriptions for Tinder. Oh, it's absolutely. Four topics. It's what it's like: height, weed, office. Dog. What else? There's nothing else. I weed office else. dog. Um. Oh, there's definitely a few other things. But um, it's like oh, majority. Summers. Like you ever see? So many oh, girls have here for a good time, not a long time. That Drake lyric, yeah. you know, you see that yeah. constant. Kitty Drake lyrics that are more phrases than they are lyrics. Yeah. yeah. It's brutal. It is. It's so basic. Like, the basic meme is too real. I don't want to live in... Honestly, like, spending, like, ten minutes on Tinder is such a black pill. Such yes. a black pill. It's brutal. Because <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God. Because, like... It's like, I can't even do it. It's fucking painful. But you... I love how you made that connection. I, I That blew my mind. They're only swiping left for your dog... Right for your dog because... 
Yeah, yeah the minute you leave her alone with that dog, she's yes. she's putting peanut butter on her coochie and getting that dog in there 100%. Uh, oh my god. Listeners, never forget. Not only should you remember this, you should go out and spread the good word. White girls fuck dogs. 100, 100, 100. Laughing emoji, blowing smoke out of your nose emoji. White That's girls fuck emojis. dogs. It is, it is really the best emoji. You know, mm. and again, I would say too, I have nothing against women. I love women. I cherish women. Great people. Don't. You have to our women cherisher? Hit him up, ladies. I don't. I don't really think they should be able to vote, but uh, great people. Um, but stop talking about the office. I don't care. No one cares, really. Even guys who like the office don't care they don't want to talk about no one wants to talk about the office all day i don't think you want to talk about the office all day it's not an interesting thing to put in your bio it doesn't add anything like most people like the office most people are probably going to assume that other people like the office stop it stop talking about it you stupid broad who i cherish you should use that line next time you're on tinder dude yeah, <laughs> stupid broad that I cherish. Um, it's, I could. It's so painful, dude. It yeah. hurts my head. Like it actually. Like I'm getting a little bit of a headache now just thinking about that application. It's like find something. Like you know how many guys you'd actually get interested in you. If there's any female listeners listeners out there, I'm giving you free alpha right now. If you talk about Seinfeld. Which is like a pretty common show, but it's decent. It's like a good television High show. High IQ. You would have so many guys. After, I mean, there, I'm sure there's thousands of guys going after the office people because either they're NPCs or they just want the cooch cooch. But like Seinfeld, you'd get everyone unless you're an NPC, but you don't really want those people, right? And it's yeah. just like that's the bar. Like the bar for content's low. Fucking imagine that shit. Oh, a for like, Tinder is on the fuck. It's crazy. Yeah, and I and I'm not saying like I don't think like having the office in your bio is gonna make people gonna make guys swipe left. Like most I mean, guys, guys, most guys on Tinder friends, are, like, are gonna wanna fuck you. You know what I mean? Still so swipe yeah. right, no matter what you think, sis. Like I've swiped right on plenty of girls with the office in yeah, the yeah, bio I, as, yeah, as, as much as I cringe. It's not like with guys where like you've got to be careful, but like. Girls, if you're wondering why are these guys hitting it and quitting it, maybe you should fucking talk about the office yet. Less. If you want a husband, maybe shut the fuck up about the office. Talk about cool shows like Seinfeld and Malcolm in the Middle. Cool stuff like that. Like Bass show, yeah, let's do that. Malcolm like, this in the Middle is so good. Seinfeld is just the only one I could imagine or think of. But like, there's so many shows you could watch that don't. That are not the office, and uh, people made cases for it. I, I brought it up to a group of people, and there's like so many people who are like, "No, it's the best show ever!" Like I didn't even want like it was almost edgy. I I almost wanted to like redact my statement because I said it's not really a good show, and they're like, "What? You're telling me the office? It's not a good show? Like it's just yeah." They look at you like you just killed okay. a baby or something. Even if it's okay, it's not that like the at the at its best, it's okay. Right, and then like it's not God's gift to white women, that's dogs. But it's just like insane. <laughs> it's disgusting. I don't get it. 
I, I, it really just, it blows my mind. I can't, I can't, I, I can't do it. Sick of Tinder, dude. I gotta, I gotta burn. I gotta, what did, what, what did Clinton use? Bleach bit? Oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta bleach bit your Tinder. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Alright guys, I appreciate you guys uh, sticking through this entire episode. This is gonna be our first uh, publicly released episode. I hope you guys got something out of it hope it was worth your time listening to let us know feedback any of that we are on twitter at twitter.com slash ragering radio and our personal twitters are uh, twitter.com slash cashiest boy and twitter.com slash reptile redacted we also have a twitch a twitch.tv slash ragering radio but make sure to hit us on twitter because we're mostly there but appreciate your time reptile thanks Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, there's more to come. The Racing sure. Radio, it's a freight train from hell going straight up the ass of the competition. It is illegal. Listen, stuff that comes out of crypto Twitter, you can listen to Racing Radio. And there's like two other podcasts you can name. You can mm. listen to. I'm not even going to say what they are. I'm going to let all the podcast makers that are out there listening to this right now wondering if they're one of them. You're they could suck us not. off to get their yeah. brands plugged. Yeah, suck, me off. suck me off and I'll plug your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or give us money. That's all good. Whatever you need. But all right. Make sure you guys listen in. Make sure to stay online. Stay safe out there. Later. Later.